Hey friends, welcome to Becoming a Unicorn with Mrs. B. That's me. Thank you so much for joining us. So we're going to to therapy, to marriage counseling, and um, I'm going to individual therapy. And like I said, I thought we had hit, you know, a big stepping point after we had a long conversation after one of our um, counseling sessions. Um, But the next morning he calls me. Was it morning for me? It might've been morning for him and like night for me, or it was morning for me, one or the other. And um, I just knew something was off and I have been on eggshells all week. And so he calls me and I always felt like every conversation we had, like I was literally leading the conversation. And if I didn't say anything, nothing would ever be said on the phone. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, when you sit back and think about things after you had a chance to, it's amazing what you can see and you couldn't see then. Um, so he calls me and he's like, he starts saying, so yeah, we need to talk about co-parenting. And I'm like, what? I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> we just had a great conversation. Right. I'm confused. I don't understand. And he's like, well, you know, I imagine me seeing my son, like coming back and being happy to see my son. But when I think about coming back to see you, I don't get happy. So yeah, that was hurtful. That's super hurtful. He's like, you know, I don't want you to think it's all you. It's not all you, but I, I want a divorce. And I'm like, are you serious? That's what you want. And he's like, yeah. And so the first thing I tell him is, well, I'm not in the business of keeping anyone that doesn't want to be kept. And as bad as that shit hurt, I will never, ever stick stick somewhere where somebody tells me they don't want me. And so after I said that, that was it. I, I And we was on FaceTime and I was like, I was bawling. I just started bawling, crying. And I was like, I have to call you back. And so after that, the next day, he starts trying to talk about separating things. And, you know, I'm still in shock at this point. I'm like, so this is the end. And he's like, yeah. And I asked him, I'm like, well, does your mom know? And he's like, yeah, I told her as if like he told his mom like a week ago, like he was crazy. Like I'm the last person to know basically. And that's what it felt like. I'm like, okay, does, you know, this person know? Yeah, I told them too. I'm like, okay. And so from that point on, the person you marry is not the person you divorce. Two different people. Everybody says that who really, who gets a divorce. I don't know who this person is. Like, I'd be like, why did I marry him? Because who is this person? So yeah, and that and that was the story. And after he said that's what he wanted, uh, we went from there. We tried the mediation route because I'm I'm really not the type of person that wants to get the system into black business. But sometimes right. people can take you there when when divorce pops off. Um, so mediation did not work for us. Um, so you know, <laughs> almost ten thousand dollars later. 
Oh, man. Still going. And when you have kids, that's a different dynamic. When you don't have kids, it's a little easier to separate from a person. But when you have a child, that just makes it a hundred times harder, especially when the parents don't live in the same place and probably will will never live in the same place. Um, I do say, though, that like, I'm glad that I was married because when you're married, you have certain protections that when a man says he's out or he wants to go or he wants to do him, he can do that with no questions. When you're married, it's a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's live a certain life. You know, you merge your lives together and the man handles certain things. He can't just abandon his family like he wants to. And if he does, it's only for so long if that woman is smart enough to make sure she's protected, her and her child are protected. Right. Um, So in, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, as bad as the situation was and as hurtful as it was, I feel like I came out on top. Mm-hmm. The most difficult part was accepting the fact that I had to start over. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I didn't have, scary. Yeah. Like, you know, you go from like sharing an account to, you know, your husband also like sending you money to provide for you and the child mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure things are good, holding down the house, being over here to, all right, bye, peace. And right. you have you have a two-year-old sitting here next to you. It was, it was honestly, sis, one of the hardest things in my life. Especially after you had kind of been the I-N-D-E-P, right? the independent right? woman who had so many titles. Right. And then you kind of reinvented yourself to just be the mom. Yeah. And that was your only focus. So right. it's kind of like he disarmed you yeah in your eyesight because of course you know based off of just our trauma response we we attach our worthiness and our I guess our creativity and the things that make us great based off of titles so he snatched all of that from you and it's like yeah come over here right (laughs) I don't have nothing nothing just just me girl and mind you, when he first met me, like you said, I was the IND, what I was on my third bins. I had my house, like I was doing me. I was working for the federal government, um, you know, GS 13, making six figures. Like just, I was, I was doing my dang thing. And he even, he even, you know, at a, at a certain time before going overseas, he had moved in with me mm-hmm. and I was making more than him. Right. So it was like, it was opposite. So everything flipped once we were going overseas, except I didn't have nothing at this point. I decided to leave everything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so once the person tells you they're done, and then he was trying to just cut all types of support, like the, the very next day, luckily, you know, from having a, a TSP and I had settled uh with the federal government for the pregnancy discrimination because the judge pretty much told them like y'all were in the wrong right so settled with them and like you know a few other smart moves because it was covid and i did have a a rental property that was rented out at this point and then like i think at one point they were doing like covid relief for some mortgages so Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you didn't have to pay your mortgage for almost a whole year right so and what they did was they just recalculated on the back 
Right. Mm-hmm. And you even got a lower interest rate. Some people got lower interest rates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was able to like bank that for a whole year and like just smart moves kept me afloat because if it wasn't for those smart moves, me and my son would have been homeless. We would have oh been homeless. And nobody knew like my, 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 well, my mom knew I was going through it and she really didn't care. And my dad, you know, there's only so much you can talk to dad about. It's just like, of course, F- right. F- that dude, you know, and mm-hmm. he said, he said from the beginning, he was like, he just bit off more than he could chew. And I do right. feel like that. I feel like sometimes men love the, the idea or the facade of looking like a husband and a father, but mm-hmm. they aren't ready for the things that come with it. The responsibility. Right the the peas of a man they're just they're not ready for that they say they are but once they get into it it's like and then you know when you're pregnant and you have a baby things change too then you got postpartum depression oh that that almost killed me postpartum depression and so you know when somebody says that and I feel like I was still going through postpartum depression when the topic of divorce was brought up because I was I was always in survival mode mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. never given a break so postpartum depression was just stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And so, you know, when he said that, like it, oof, it was a dark time. It was a really dark time. And mind you, I'm still having to like get up, feed my son, clothe my son, make sure my son is good, plan a way for us to make sure we survive beyond whatever it is that I had in like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like, I'm like I gotta put my big girl draws on I just started applying to jobs and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. things that he was supposed to do he didn't do so we started getting like eviction notices like no one knows like the full story they just think like it's just peaches and cream you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying no and girl imagine, <laughs> imagine having a two-year-old and you're like oh I don't know where we're gonna go right where are we gonna go I don't know what we're gonna do and um, at one point I, I was like, dang, we may have to go. Cause my, my grandfather was really the only one that was around. And I was mm-hmm. like, we have to move there. Um, luckily, like me being that solution focused person, the universe always comes through for me. God, Come on, baby. Like, like, I don't play. Big okay. God. God always <laughs> comes through for me because I'm like... I got, I got, I got, I was just applying. Mind you, I had never had another job besides the one I had. So I didn't know how, and that's why I went to you, Kendra. I didn't know (laughs) how to interview. I didn't know, like, I was scared. I had worked for the same company for 10 years. And I, and I started with them because I went through the pathways program. Straight out of college. You know, straight out of college. So it was like, how do I interview? How do I do this? Like, how do I, I'm like, oh my God. Um, but I told myself, you know, if you're going to go back to the nine to five world, Ash, then it needs to be something, you know, flexible because you have a child now and it needs to be something that you love because mm-hmm. my degree field is public health, but I was never working directly within it. Right. Um, when I was with the federal government, I was working at the USDA, but I was working in of the EBT fraud, um, right. free information act. Like, so very like, paper um, management, pushing right. processes exactly. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it had nothing to do with public health right. directly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just started applying and honestly, I thought at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to get anything. I'm just going to have to finish real estate school up. Cause I finished, I finally finished real estate school up, which was very hard with just me and my son. 
but finish that up. But, you know, never took the test. I'm like, you're just going to end up having to do that. But I had another plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people started reaching out and I started having interviews and I was like, maybe this could actually work. And so I went through one interview and then I went through the second interview and I got an, I got an offer and I'm like, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't the offer that I wanted. Right. Um, I had to realize later that it's, <laughs> I'm making way more than, than the median or the high income in Louisiana, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm so used to DC, Maryland, Virginia. It spoils you. Right. right, right. <laughs> so I had to end up taking it, which was another thing I had to end up humbling myself and taking a pay cut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm which like, also kind of frees up opportunities for you to supplement that income because right. you get that flexibility. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know it ended up being remote and it ended up being my field and I'm like okay I can do this and since I'm home I can still do my voiceovers so now you know mm-hmm. I started back up with that with my voiceovers um tv and film I'm trying to get back into tv and film um I started my vending machine company up so I have my vending machines now I still have my rental in DC I started my courses you know when that first happened I was helping people with their exemptions and then I you know really love this whole vending machine thing so I just started a course for that and then I still have the bowl brand I don't know how much longer I want to keep it but (laughs) no but you're the queen of reinvention it's okay to say you know that was my first baby but now I see bigger and you know brighter and things where I can impact more people so there's no shame in that there is yeah. no shame in that. Um, and I think, you know, people think of me and they be like, oh, she got a lot of jobs. No, nah, you ain't seen a people person with a lot of jobs. This one right here. Ah! <laughs> Girl, like, and I'm like, I was, I was literally sitting the other day. I'm like, wow, I have seven, seven. <laughs> but I mean, they're not all where I want them to be. Once I right. get them, where I really want them to be. But just to know that you have, streams that actually produce income even if it's a freaking even if it's a dollar it's still a stream it's like more that's more that's one more dollar that you didn't have somebody gave to you right don't ever let anybody like make you feel bad for having a lot of right you know abilities and gifts because god didn't just limit us to one box that's when people shoot themselves in the foot trying to rigidly stay in one lane and it's like no god called me for way bigger things like way bigger things so how you gonna tell me i'm supposed to be this one thing no i can be this thing (laughs) and that thing and this thing and that thing and all these things synonymously um and i'm okay with that like listen i'm here for it because it's all about streams. You know, the average millionaire has about seven streams. Right. So right. you got to think about it. Think, but you know, society wants to keep us on this treadmill. Right. Um, chasing no, I this thing. Two, I got two years max here. Listen. And then <laughs> that's yeah. it. Society wants to keep us on this treadmill to think that we can't create wealth for ourselves and right. we can't better ourselves and we can't create money and opportunities for ourselves like right the first part is just figuring out what it is that you want to be and I feel like you can probably resonate with that like and all of the things that you 
accomplished, you probably had to have a plan to get to it. Like even with the vending machine course, even with the exemptions, even just a plan to say, oh, I have this thing that I can monetize or I have this ability that I can, you know, I want to help people, but that help doesn't come for free. Right. Knowing that I, I, and I shouldn't feel bad about charging for mm-hmm. something that comes easy for me. Right. <laughs> that was the hard part because it was, people would ask me prior to me making creating course and I would literally spend hours with them. And mind you, I'm still a single mom. I'm like, I can't keep doing this for free. And here I am trying to make sure we're okay at the same time. Make sure we live because I am in the midst of, you know, a divorce. Like I have to make sure I'm okay. And it was amazing how many people just walk away after it's like, well, I can't help you for free. Now, some of them, you know, gambled the wrong gamble game that you wasn't supposed to gamble with. And then came down knocking on my door. And I'm like, it's too late now because, you know, like with an exemption you can't re-exemption like that, that no no you can't <laughs> you can't you can't gamble with, if you don't have anything you, you <laughs> might as well just do Russian roulette and not submit anything right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you know after a while it was like no cre- monetize your brain like you can monetize your brain just like people monetize products you can monetize your brain and you know after getting a lot of success from it people were like, wow, you need to, you need to have people paying for this. Like, and so I was able to create that. And man, was that a break for me? Like now I'm at a place where at first it was like, what the heck am I going to do? I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing, you know? And then it was like, wow, I've created so much. I came back. Like I got back what I had left in DC. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it was hard. I think the hardest part was realizing that my son will never have the family that I always wanted him to have. He would always be in two different houses. I would have to split, you know, holidays. I won't get every Christmas and kids' lives are already so short. So it's like that cuts in half, um, which is the hardest thing for me. But now it feels good. Like it feels good. I feel like I'm in a new place. I feel like I'm in a refreshing place. Like I feel like I'm in a positive place. So I don't know, sis, like, I just feel, I feel good. Like so many people say, I don't know if I could get through it and trust me, it's hard. But like, once you get to that place where you're like, I got this. Right. (laughs) But you gotta go through it. It it takes like, you gotta go through the fire. Right. (laughs) right not gonna be easy and you know it's like a unraveling basically you unravel to become just new version of yourself because you're allowed to take off those layers of right like bullshit that you compiled on yourself over the years whether that's like self-doubt or thinking that you're not good enough for a certain, certain quality of relationships you thinking that you're not good enough for certain quality of life like whatever you can envision for yourself it's it's for you it's it's in it's within reach so I think that's just a testament of you know your strength and I hate saying oh my god you're a strong black woman because I hate that I hate when people say that (laughs) it's like it's like thank you I get what you was trying to do I get what you was trying to do but 
Listen, I don't want to be strong. <laughs> Break. <laughs> Let me cry. Okay. For real. So I think having that, like, that insight to be like, I can be a strong version of me and still need to cry and still need a nap and still need a break and still need a massage and still require flowers and still mm-hmm. you need to take me out to nice things and places and things like that. So I think that's just uh the becoming of yourself. Like when you become when you're becoming the best version of yourself, some of these right. things have to happen and doesn't feel good in the moment but it allows you to become an even better version of yourself. Because imagine like you will be on stages five, 10 years from now talking about this experience where you recreated yourself and you became this person and you did this thing and you were able to pull yourself from that place. Like, so I just feel like, you know, we just need more of celebrating us and all of the, the magic that we have right like period you know one big thing I learned though like through all of this we can forget how important friendships are because I have to say a lot of my friendships including yours like saved me on so many days saved me on so many days like there were days that I think most people didn't even know like I was down and out And like just a conversation with a friend, whether it was text message or phone, just really like brought me back up. Like it really brought me back up. I was, I was, I was sad and and it gets lonely, especially like, you know, with just me and my son, because then you have your son 24 seven, you have your child 24 seven. There's no, somebody come take him, grandma come take him. Like there's none of that. So it was like those times where I was able to like talk to friends and they were like able to talk me through, like it was a lot. And I remember during that time, there was a lot of break after COVID, like there was, or during COVID, there was a lot of freaking breakups, a lot of breakups, a lot of divorces, a lot of separation. Yeah. Yeah. COVID was was not kind to people's relationships. (laughs) It was death to a lot of shit. It was (laughs) not. It was not. So I understand because, you know, this is the most complicated job that I've ever had being a wife. But I understand like how just the dynamics of things changing in COVID have Mm -hmm. put a strain in people's relationships. Like. I get it 100%. So it's just like, but the, I think the real quality is also having those people that even when you don't say that something's explicitly like, oh, I need help. The right. people that still hear it in your, like in the tone, like, so, cause right. I remember reaching out to you one day and you was just, you, you posted something and I don't even think it had nothing to do about with you. I think it was just um, your normal, like, you know, when you put us up on game about certain yeah. things and vaccinations and things like that. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, let me check on her. <laughs> let me check on her. Cause you know, you, those are the people that you got to keep close to you. The people that, that you don't, it does not require you to explicitly say, girl, I need some help. Like girl, call me or girl, check on me. <laughs> we ain't even like that. We be so strong. Like, We'll be calling on nobody. We could be, look, head underwater. We still, 
<laughs> dying and we still not gonna right. call on nobody not at all so I think that comes with reinvention too like understanding that I do need people I oh, need yeah. and relying on those people to and it doesn't have to be like a people try to put so much pressure on one person to be everything to them you can have right. certain friends for certain things you can have people that hold you accountable for doing things for your business people that you know, encourage you to um, make sure you're accountable with your fit goals. You can have people that talk to you about savings and investment. Like, stop trying to put so much pressure on, like, one person to be everything. Right. (laughs) It's not fair. It's not fair. And then we get mad when we, people expect us to be everything. Right. You're right. (laughs) You're so right. Listen, it's just, it's just I guess it's just lessons that come with life and experiences but when you're able to kind of have that introspection that means that you're growing and you're healing otherwise you're just ignoring like oh yeah I learned that lesson but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go right back to this thing (laughs) listen I think the biggest the biggest lesson was let go and I've had to learn Mm -hmm. this lesson repeatedly surrender come on this is the last time I'm learning this lesson (laughs) but but that's that's I think that's been one of the biggest things in my life is letting go because as someone who's like super ambitious or like a big alpha woman like control is an issue for me like having control of the ending the middle the start right every facet everything (laughs) I gotta I gotta learn to let go and you and can't you can't want to have every single word Mm -mm. every word right every last word in the argument Mm -mm. that was I always wanted to have the last word even even like going back and forth with someone like you want to be able to just clock out of the conversation if you see that it's not going somewhere and let go has been a theme and so many let go of bad relationships let go of arguments that you don't need to be in let go of last words let go of people that don't want to be around but value the people that do want to be around mm-hmm. it made me this this definitely made me become more aware of like being a better friend being a better friend to the women in my life especially the women who pour into me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're in a relationship or when you're in a, a marriage, especially, like, it's easy to, like, just become absolved in that. And then you forget. 100%. And then right. kind of lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you lose who, I guess, the the thing that makes you you. Right. Because it's so intertwined with this new um, identity, which is your identity as a wife or a partner right. or as a spouse. Um, so yeah, I, I think I see that a lot and then you kind of wake up and it can either be really great because now you're becoming this new version of yourself in your marriage, or it can also be a detriment to your marriage because now you're like, you know, oh, oh, you, you brand new. Right. (laughs) can fall in love with like some of the things that they met, they loved about, like they loved about you. They right. can start resenting you for those same things. A hundred percent. I feel like that's with any relationships, period. Yeah. Like 
as it, as you evolve, your relationships have to evolve too. Yes. And I think that's why certain relationships don't make it because they don't understand that now, okay, the people that I turned up with, you know, we're different versions of ourselves now. It, we, we hope anyway, we hope we're not the same people 10 years ago that was turning up in a club. Right. Um, yes, everybody loves a little turn up, but we also about our business. You know, we have all these other things going on. So understanding that, you know, life happens and we're not going to be able to link up with each other and talk to each other as much as we would like to. But knowing that there's no love lost there, it's, you, you're growing in different directions, but and knowing when to bow out because there are some relationships where people are just holding on like okay come on girl <laughs> there are there are there really there are a lot of them and it's 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 when you become like when you get married and you speak to all your other like married friends like you start to realize that the people that are like are a lot some women are like really miserable and like they're just really it's really hard to leave and I mean I get it because I've been there mm-hmm. but it's like you wouldn't imagine how like many women just exist right they really just exist and um I'm I'm glad it was easy for that decision to just be made because I don't know if I would have ever made that decision and I might have been one of those women just existing listen but I think the fact that you reinvented yourself so many times that add it to your ability to kind of back, bounce back and say okay now who do I want to be like now right. that this I've watched the demise of my relationship and mm-hmm. I gotta figure out a new space in the co-parenting thing um and how to kind of get me back right so I feel like that's that's what makes you who you are and that's what makes you the unicorn that you are um you live life unapologetically um you're bold about it you're very um if it's something in terms of you know your opinion you don't you're not gonna tiptoe around it you're gonna stump it. <laughs> you're gonna be stumping with the big dogs <laughs> Some people that's something that I, you know I feel like that that will serve you way more than you know dimming your light for anybody right no you're right so I feel like you know I can't wait to see how you reinvent yourself even more two years from now five years from now especially as your son gets older I mean mm-hmm. that you know the you know the amount of I guess supervision that you need in terms of being right. around him and being so involved that'll change and right. evolve so that allows you a little bit more freedom to let your head out and right be Ashley again and I love that for you yeah I'm finding that out now I'm looking at what I like like things change so like after being a mom and then getting divorced like you start to get to know you again which I'm excited about so I'm trying to figure out like people ask me like what do you like and there was a time where like I really couldn't answer that at all because no idea he's like I don't know I don't know. I don't know what I like. <laughs> now, you know, like now I'm trying to try different things. Yeah, like, that's, that's great. That, that's a, you in a sweet spot. I hope you embrace it. It doesn't feel great because it's like, you know, of course you're still very much going through a transition, but you're in a spot where you have all the power back. Right. Right. <laughs> the ball is a hundred percent in your court. 
Right. That feels good. I can't <laughs> lie. That feels good. A hundred percent in your core. And now you got to determine how you want to run with it. Are you going to be the MVP or are right. you going to be a supporting, you know, actor and right. help with some assists or are you going to go for the goal? Right. I feel like you're going to go for the goal, but you know, we'll see, <laughs> yeah. we'll see on the next, you know, the, our next reconvening with yeah. this queen. But I thank you so much for just taking the opportunity. Like I said, when I thought about reinvention, I thought about you. So this <laughs> that was something that was synonymous. And I was like, I got to get her on. I got to get her on. Cause I, you know, I reached out to you like months ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yes, I was like, I gotta get her to the table because this has a story that people need to hear. Finally right, got a break, girl. Listen, well, you know, your break is coming to an end too. I know. We'll be here next Sunday. <laughs> so I hope that you lived it up. I hope you got another brunch plan for this weekend and <laughs> right. Do something to you know go out with a bang because right. you know you deserve that break. So I hope you lived your life. Yeah, I, I did i'm looking forward to next summer too <laughs> i know that's right well thank you so much sis we'll definitely um be connecting tell the people how they can get in contact with you and uh follow you on your socials okay so you can follow me on instagram at t-h-e-a-m-b-i-t-i-o-u-s-a-s-h that's the ambitious ash also follow the bowl brand um, on Instagram as well. We also have a website, www.theboldbrand.com for all your lip goodies. And yeah, just keep in contact with me on social media. And uh, I look forward to coming back again, Ken. <laughs> and, and we you. are looking forward to having you again. <laughs> thank y'all. And definitely stay tuned for our next episodes because we're going to keep coming with the heat. <laughs> thanks again for joining us on another episode of becoming a unicorn with mrs b follow us on instagram at unlock your unicorn and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to find out about new episodes